everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the John Irvin Life Podcast, a show all about movies, TV, and why we love entertainment, and a show where the hosts are as gorgeous as Barbie and explosive as Oppenheimer. Whatever that means. I just made that up. Um, <laughs> I'm, one of your, I'm one of your hosts, Doug Jones. With me, as always, are my fantastic co-hosts and three of my closest friends. Starting with Mr. Nick Johnson. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Me too, my friend. Down the roster next is Mr. Joel Kindlin. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, excited to uh, be on this episode after missing the last one. So, yeah. Mr. Adder, back from his sabbatical, his week-long sabbatical, he is back better than ever. <laughs> uh, last but not least, he's back, everybody. Mr. Moses Lai. How are you, sir? Welcome back. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. You know? Uh, great. In another day, and uh, glad to be here. Let's rock it. Yes, sir. Straight out of LA. This man is the closest thing to both strikes right now compared to all three of us. So, this is a very special insider scoop whenever Moses is back on the show. So, it's gonna be a very, very good episode. Um, as always, guys, you can find the show on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music. And we'll have a full audio show on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com backslash Midway Avenue Productions. While you're there on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, leave a review, leave a rating, um, rate the show. It helps us out a lot. It helps the show out tremendously. As always, guys, thank you so much for your support. And one more thing, too. We announced a few weeks ago that, we're doing, that we were partnering with our great friends at Cross Communications uh, for an upcoming Stray screening here in Phoenix. Those are all filled up. Uh, they had a great turnout. I think the first one was last night. Um, so they're all booked now. So thank you guys so much for signing up. Hope you guys use our our reference and our name under the Google Form sheet. Uh, me and Nick will be at the uh, screening August 9th in Scottsdale. So look up, look for us there. Say hi to us. Don't be shy. Um, yeah, guys, as always, thank you so much for your support. So first order of business, as I mentioned too, Moses is closest thing to both the writer and actor strike right now. He's, he's in LA. Moses, so what have you seen I mean, I have stuff through work, but what have you seen? What have you been experiencing so far? Because last time you were on the show, it was just a writer's strike, and the actors were kind of like up in the air, blah, 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 blah. And now, I think a few weeks ago, when Joel and, I, Joel and Nick and I do our Mission Impossible episode, Tom Cruise episode, it was still up in the air. It wasn't confirmed yet, but now it is confirmed. Now, not confirmed. It has been happening now for about two weeks. The actors been on striking with SAG-AFTRA, along with WGA. So what have you seen now and experienced firsthand about being in L.A.? What's going on? You know, what's the word uh, with, with both trucks going on? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, 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 you know, it's pretty crazy, you know, out here and everything like that. Because, um, you know, uh, it's like, you know, Hollywood is, is, you know, basically shut down. Some productions are basically happening still and everything like that. Uh, that are very, very small, very indie and everything, but it's practically shut down. Um, you know, there's there's completely less work. Um, like, the only stuff that's happening right now are uh, live shows, you know, that are not scripted. And um, and that's it. Um, and, um, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty much it. Um, and and, it, and it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, there's already some impact that that's already been happening and everything like that with the strike, right? As we know, um, you know, with this whole thing with, you know, you know, these companies and everything like that, the studios are basically starting to push their films, you know, a little bit closer to 2024 and everything like that. They already pushed a project that Zendaya was going to star in. They pushed it to, I think, April 
of 2024, you know, th- there's already like that kind of sort of like, um, you know, um, that sort of like, uh, um, that sort of, you know, um, I guess like that push, you know, that the actors, you know, sort of like uh, want and everything. And, um, you know, nobody though right now is, is, you know, is it, when it comes down to the studio and also the you know SAG are gonna put their hands behind their back right now. Uh, the the studios are like no, um, uh, you know we we can hold you guys down and everything like that and you know and you guys are gonna come back and you know and um, and uh, you know come back with a you know I guess a deal that we we can work with. But you know same same goes with the actors and everything like that. You know they they they're gonna. You know they're gonna keep rolling. They're gonna keep rolling. You know overall, because what's important for them is that they get what they deserve. What, what it is is that they're asking for the bare minimum overall. Like we know about this whole thing. You know, if you look at the percentage and everything like that, is that what they're asking for? Is saying, hey, we worked on this project that are in your that are on your platforms and everything. So can we please, you know, can we please get a cut so we can at least have some you know, insurance, some dinner on the table and everything like that. That's what we want. And also what's is that what what they want to as well is it's 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 like it's like you would expect like yeah, no no doubt. We will make sure that never happens. You know? Um, you know, the studios are like, Yeah, yeah, you see you know your background talent, your actors, you know, the background, the people that, you know, that 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 move around, you know, the you know, the lead characters and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they come on set, once like that, we're going to scan them. We're going to take their, we're going to take the whole, um, you know, personality, you know, in terms of face, whatever. And we're going to use it. We're going to keep it for the rest of eternity so that we can use it for projects we want to work on. If that's animation, if that's, you know, live action, whatever. We're going to use our faces, you know, um and anything else and everything like that for the rest of eternity and you know how much you're gonna get paid zero dollars that's how much you're gonna get paid so you know and that's for the rest of eternity so so that's what they're fighting for in terms of sag and everything like that you know right now and uh, you know it's creating it's creating an impact right now uh, i thinking about you know a few more weeks from now you know it's going to create a bigger impact to where you know warner brothers might even decide they're going to decide in september but uh, we'll, we'll definitely see. We'll definitely see. You know, there's already a lot of push in terms of films already uh, for 2024. But um, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. And I feel really, really, you know, I feel, I feel really bad right now. For me, in terms of this whole thing, right? You know, it's like, it's like, you know, like how am I like living in terms of like, you know, um, uh, you know, when it comes down to this whole sag and uh, writing happening right now. You know, I mean, lucky for me and everything like that. I I was even literally tomorrow is my first day from you know for like a gig, uh, live event show, game show. I was able to sort of like uh, get from a connection of mine uh, that you know brought me in that that is bringing me along and everything. And uh, I was working another gig, you know, past couple of days here and everything like that. That's not part of you know the union or SAG or uh, or WGA. You know, which is um, you know, which which is cool. You know, I'm I'm very much you know uh, with 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 the actors and with the writers and everything like that overall. 
you know, but it's, it's really, really hard for, you know, um, the regular person that, that was a PA on, you know, uh, you know, let, let's, let's, let's say, um, you know, the Witcher or whatever to, you know, to sort of like, you know, to sort of live, I guess, when it comes down to putting food, putting food down, you know, putting food down in their belly and everything, even the roof over their head and everything like that. It's tricky. And, and yeah, yeah. Shout out to Dwayne Johnson, who basically donated to the SAC Foundation, you know, over a hundred, uh, not over a hundred, sorry, uh, over, you know, over seven figures, um, a, a, a big seven figure, sort of like a donation. He was able, he was able to the SAC Foundation, which was really, really, you know, and, you know, um, one thing that SAG is saying, here's hoping for more of these A-list stars to basically donate to a SAG Foundation because if they donate, that's gonna that's gonna help them even more. You know, yeah. what happened is is that it's is that they they can have more sort of like um it's like when somebody gives you a boost to last longer. You know, that's what it's, it's gonna be. That's what that that's what it is if these A lists and everything like that decide to basically say, Hey, here's some money, you know, um for, you know, union, SAG, um, uh, you know, team and everything like that to keep the blow, the, the the boat basically flowing for, for, for whenever and and whenever it takes, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah. But right now, to be, be truly honest, you know, the 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 you know the the producers, you know, the APNT. Uh, 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 I feel like I'm saying that name. Um, are very much are very much like nah we're not gonna we don't want a deal right now we're not gonna make a deal you know um we're gonna hold out and um you know we're gonna wait you know um and uh money is being lost every single day and um yeah i think i think what we're gonna learn more is around september is where is where maybe get you know an actual you know decision where these 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 unions are going to come together and go from there. When it comes down to the writers, I'm not sure. No, is that they're saying the the you know the you know the studios are basically saying like, hey, wait until you be become a broke person living in the streets, you know, in terms of the writers. So that's what they're saying. Um, and um, you know, and I don't know how how long they're going to last in terms of the writers, anything like that. And that um, you know. It's, uh, yeah, the court, you know, the ball in terms of, you know, where all these, you know, actors and unions and everything like that, the, you know, the SAG and, and, you know, the producers are at, it's, it's all over the place, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Yeah. You know, they, they, hey, thank you for sharing that. Again, you have more knowledge about us getting closer to the situation about being, because you're in LA. You know, and I think, you know, Nick and I talked about this last week episode uh, briefly at the beginning was that it's a lot of things can still happen during strikes. I feel like and I think when I, I mentioned this last week that, look, Netflix cut their cheapest tier tier plan, which was a dumb if you ask me. And also Pika goes, yeah, we'll, we'll probably raise our prices as well. And it's like you're you're cut, you're hurting your cause because then look, look, it kind of did what you're not going to do. You a, raise, raise prices. And Netflix, Netflix to me, I've I, I kind of lost hope in Netflix. If you ask me, is that they literally said, you know what, a year ago, 
we're down money, you know, we're down bad, you know, this and that. We had to create a cheaper ad tier pro ad tier plan. And they had a huge bonus, they had a huge sign up. People did that. And then you're letting go, nah, we don't want that anymore. Get rid of it. But then you just hurt you hurt people that really couldn't really afford that plan. Yes, it was it was restricted to what you could watch. I think it was like standard death. Can you watch HD, which is to me kind of mind-boggling, but I rest my case. It's it's like it wasn't a good move on that. And I'm glad you mentioned the rocks. I remember during that, right when the actor strike had started happening, it was all over the trades. Dwayne Johnson is making 50 mil for one paycheck for a for a for a Holly Santa Claus movie, and I was like, uh oh. And everyone was tagging SAG after SAG after. Really SAG, really? And I'm like, uh oh. So I think I a I'm glad a I I applaud him for putting money, put his money where his mouth was and gave made the money to the SAG after. But also, he kind of he kind of kind of screwed himself when he literally made an announcement. I mean, not, he made an announcement, but like his team made an announcement that how much money he was making off of one movie. Yeah. It was like the most paid paid salary of all actors ever for a Santa Claus Amazon Prime Christmas movie. And so he had to put. I think he was like, "Shit, I just got outed by my own team. <laughs> I can't yeah. sit. I can't sit down and be like, yeah, about my paycheck. Yeah, so about that, all that moolah." And I was like, yeah, that's, you got to do that. But like, also, I think, uh, what's up? No, 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 no. I mean, I, 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 I mean, that's, that's 100% true and everything like that. But, you know, like, we got to look yeah, at it. Totally. It's like, you know, he's in, he's in the number one tier of, you know, he's yes. not the only actor making these figures and everything like that. You know, Ryan, tier, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, you know, um, you know, uh, and yeah, Ryan Reynolds and everything like that makes a lot too as well. You know, yep. Uh, yep. Tom Cruise. and, you know, when you go into, you know, the office and you're talking to the producer of Netflix and everything like that, and you're Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you know, and they want you and you, you know, and the producer wants you in that movie and everything like that, you know, you're going to basically, basically say like, hey, this is how much I'm worth. If you don't want me, it's fine. I'm move on. If, if you do, great. Let's 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 keep the ball rolling. And then that's the thing that, I, that I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, yo, it's overall, it's, 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 it's business. I get it. And everything like that. So you do what you got to do. You basically put the price, how much you're worth, you know what I mean? And if you're doing the lockdown, so you can do that, whatever, you know? Yeah. And uh, overall, when these situations happen, when it comes down to, you know, is a Durant, Rock Johnson and a Ryan Reynolds. You still there? No, I'm, I'm, I make this much, but here, here is, here's some money and everything like that to keep, you know, the, you know, the boat going and everything like that. So that's, um, yeah, you know, that's it. Oh yeah, definitely. That's that. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I wouldn't say like, oh, they won't strike, but I think a lot of them, let me say this. I feel like if you if you can't if you if you're not willing to stand with your fellow again this is this is like any organization I feel like writers actors whatever any kind of union if you're not if you can't literally strike with them in on you know on you know, in person donate find other ways to support because you are part of this no matter what and I think yeah. you know the day I, I think was, I think it was Kevin Smith or someone talking about like yeah like you know Tom Cruise can't strike because I, but they, they make a point that like you know if you if you were to strike it would become a huge publicity thing, you know, and TMZ would be there and all these kind of like weirdo fans might show up. So it's like, I, again, I'm not saying they couldn't strike. It's definitely possible. You definitely can't watch strike, obviously, but 
if you if you're if you can do that, find other ways to, to to donate or support whatever. So I get that. No, trust me. And it's you gotta really kind of like in, if, you're, if you're part of this union, you're part of this union. You're a team. You gotta really gotta like you know yeah. all this. Yeah. And another thing too, I think you mentioned this really well is that you know it's a first off, a I'm glad you found a gig. Again, it's you know pay the bills. It's it's game show because it's it's again that still can be done that still can be filmed that still can be you know done during the strike which again it would still it's still a part of the entertainment industry another thing too is that I, i'm seeing this more and more i had a conversation with our friend isaiah but a few months ago when i saw him in la back in april I'm talking about like you know like you know my situation and like, you know what, what i was looking for stuff like that and i'm i'm seeing this is me personally speaking too i'm watching you guys but i'm seeing more and more of this almost all the time is that these jobs that are yeah we're all recent we're still three years out of college we're still recent we're still recent college graduates to a degree and you know i'm seeing more more of these jobs like these really like really good jobs like really good studio job production company jobs like 824 jobs like really good here and there but like there's some really good jobs for these good companies and you look and you look at the salary description and it's 40 grand a year 45 grand a year and some benefits and i'm like well a no one can live off of that let alone anymore for maybe if you're in rural North Dakota or some off the grid, like literally off, off, off the grid, but you can't expect someone to make 40 to 45 grand a year before taxes too, before taxes to live in LA or New York or one of these big areas, but also with inflation and, you know, the changing the economy and the change of the market, you know, I'm seeing all these jobs all the before the strike too, before the strikes, it was that, yeah, job at Sony picture job at this company, this company, whatever. Sure. And it was like here's 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 a salary base. It's like yeah, like I, I had I had interviews with companies that are really big companies. I won't say who, but last year, within the last year, year or so, here's a salary. And I'm like, I can't move there. I can't move there and, and make fifty grand a year before taxes, and then you know with and then taxes and then insurance benefits, whatever too. It all, it all adds up. So I was like. There are people that there are people that are going to work these jobs for sure, no matter what. There are people that work that jobs. But at the end of the day, it's like it's it's kind of like it's a little off-putting. It's it's kind of like oof, like you, you expect someone to do this really good job again, a great studio job, great production company job, a really really good, you're in the in the business job, but you're you're only paying them forty five, fifty grand before taxes. It's just like to me, and I'm saying more of that. I think COVID for sure was a factor of that, but now I'm seeing it more than ever. Again, I think again before the strikes, I'm seeing it more than ever of like these really good high high company really good in studio jobs and here's, here's the job salary it's like wow like it's it, it, it's not cutting it and i do think that's a lot of jobs almost everywhere but the world we live in right now with the market and then, you know cost of living cost of gas cost of groceries you know 40 grand maybe would have been cool 10 years ago for someone our age for me people our age but now it's that's barely livable that's barely livable and you know if you don't I mean, unless you have like 800 roommates in a studio apartment are you living in a shack somewhere, or or, again, or living at home, which is again yeah, totally fine. It's it's more it's more normalized than ever. I feel like recently because of COVID and uh, been going on in the world. But it, to me, I'm just seeing it's like wow. It's just to me, it's very off putting. I'm like wow. I'm seeing all these jobs that I would love to apply for, I'd love to do this. I would like I'll relocate for these jobs. But you see the salary they're offering you. It's like wow. Well, yeah, I, I I can't do that. And if you try to negotiate, like yeah, I'll give you a thousand dollars more. I'm like it's not negotiating. It's just, Upping up a thousand dollars, five hundred bucks more. Where's the real jump? Is that really a real jump to be like, yeah, like, well, we have some wiggle room, Andrew bucks more. And I'm like, that's my wiggle room, more kind of just like that. That's your lunch money for a for a few months. <laughs> like, that's that's kind of nothing. So, 
I, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen when these strikes are over. And to your point, we don't know. You're right. That movie, The Challengers, with when they got pushed back, I'm hearing Dune 2 might, might get pushed back. And that would break my heart because I let him on November. On my birthday, I'm on the opening. Oh, it's been great. But it is what it is. I do feel like, yeah, I mean, I think some of the other movies, I think the movie that um, Emma Stone, the guy who did uh, The Favorite, got pushed back too. So it's I, I'm I think you know because we're at the end of the summer now we have right now we only have see haunted mansion comes out this weekend <clears throat> excuse me haunted mansion ninja turtles is next week gran turismo and then blue beetle we're at, we're at the very very tail end of the summer and there's nothing really, really to promote with a they can't promote anything because of the strike but also like there's nothing really to get like hyped about it. that's why I think Barbie and Oppenheimer will have some pretty good legs for the rest of the summer because. There's really nothing coming out that's really worth like, ooh, I can't wait for this. And once we hit September, the first movie that comes out that month is Equalizer 3. And I have a very good feeling that they might push that back too because I think Denzel wants to, and Antoine Fuqua want to promote that movie as much as they can because they are really good, like, prominent forces of the, of the entertainment industry. So we'll definitely see what happens. But I, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen post-strikes, whenever, the, whenever, the, whenever these end, who knows when, 10 months from now, 10 weeks from now, who knows. And another thing too is that I'm looking forward to seeing is like how is going to change moving forward with a streaming services, the cost of that for everyday consumer. What about jobs for people like us who are again who are have experience, you know, we're getting experience. You know, will, the, will those go up and will those salary raises will will those salaries go up a bit? I hope so. But you know, it's it's very curious to see what's going to happen next. But yeah, I'm when if you're striking, you know, best of luck to you all. You know, stay safe. Uh, stay cool. It's very hot. I heard very hot. It's very hot, wherever it is right now. But it's the summer. But you know, wish you the best of luck. But uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. What happens in the next few months? Because you know, right now it's a lot of move and a lot of uh, content's gonna be delayed for a while. Or we're gonna have nothing. We have reality TV. We're a lot of a uh, lot, lot more episodes of Cheaters or, <laughs> or um, <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. You know. <laughs> No, a hundred percent. I mean, it's just, it's only gonna get you know, it's only gonna get you know more intense and everything like that. As, yeah, hundred percent. Time moves on and everything like that. So, um, yeah, we'll you know we'll we'll definitely see. You know, if there's any new information that you guys might not have, I'll I'll you know I'm, I'll make sure to you know always uh, you know keep uh, updating and um, you know and, and going from there. Um, you know, because yeah, you know they're asking for the bare minimum. Like, hey, just we just need insurance and food and you know, and just stay like, you know, stay alive. Please don't use AI, which would make our job and would make yeah. the story that you're trying to create worse, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 And, and another thing, you know, I, I was just going to say that too. It's, yeah, it's, it, what's, what's going to really, yeah, what's going to happen next? And you got, you really got to hope for the best. And, you know, I think this is something that I really, I, I've been, I mean, I'll put up with later Netflix, but Netflix to me really just needs to like, I think we've, we've been saying this for every episode of this, of this podcast is that you can't, streaming can't survive without theatrical. And I think it's a very thing now we trained, we definitely trained audiences, I think, because of COVID especially, to, hey, you know what, we can wait for the next movie on, on VOD. We, we wait for the next movie on Paramount Plus or Peacock or Hulu, Netflix. And it's like, yeah, you can, but you're hurting yourself. And I truly feel like they cannot. There's not. They're they're losing money. Netflix is losing money. Disney Plus is losing money. Peacock lost 1.3 billion dollars this last year, this year alone, which is crazy to me. You 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 invest all this money 
on streaming content, great. It's, it's new voices for both in front of camera, behind the camera, directors, PAs, everything. It's very important. I get it. But the amount of money that people are spending on this, there is no, there are no returns. And I, do, I, this is why I do feel about the strike. I feel like you could, you could, you can add money could go to salaries, benefits, whatever, PA uh, wages, whatever. They're spending absurd amount of money again with Netflix too. They spent two hundred million dollars on a gray, on Gray Man. They spent five hundred million dollars just to buy the rights of Knives Out. That's crazy. That I money mean, could just be invested in other in other salaries. But, but go ahead. No, I was going to say. I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy and everything. But I mean, I mean, like Netflix. Like I know, you know, they might they might you know be losing money and everything like that or whatever. But from subscriptions like alone, they make. You know, like I mean, like I'm I'm, I'm just speculating. You know, I'm not saying you know like. Netflix is blah 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 or whatever. I'm just saying like there is the you know there is some percentage that you know you can do you know the you know the writers and 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 um you know and and SAG because they they make over eight hundred million dollars like you know maybe even nine hundred maybe even a billion dollars a month you know just from the services and everything like that. So, and then in total, like yearly, it's like billion, you know, a year or whatever. So that's, you know, that's, you know, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot. So, you know, um, what, what I'm just saying is, is that there, there, there's a solution here, you know, um, like it's, it, a hundred percent know there's a solution. And everything, you know, what 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 the actors and writers are basically asking is 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 basically a budget of one movie, one movie, like one movie a year, you know, like like the budget of, you know, like um like for SAG and everything like that. I'm pretty sure they're asking for a budget, you know, um uh like uh you know for uh for like almost like maybe may, I, I might have the wrong number and excuse me if I do and I'm so sorry. You know, like, you know, maybe, maybe like, you know, uh, like 23, 23, like mil or whatever, uh, like a year or like that. I'm not sure. Please, if you know the right number, you know, that's great. Um, but what I'm, what I'm just want to say is that they're asking for a very, you know, lower than, you know, what you really, you know, assume and everything like that. So this, this company's growing fast, you know, uh, I thought music was growing really, really fast, but you know, the world of filmmaking and entertainment going fast and very quick. So, you know, um, at least try to support the people that, you know, are, um, you know, are, uh, are, the are creatives. Bringing, yeah, the creatives and everything like that are bringing, you know, um, you know, eyes to, to, uh, to, you know, this, um, you know, uh, this platform that, you know, um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hope for the best. Yeah, hope for the best. And I, I, yeah, like I said, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen next and the progress is going to be made because right now, it's, right now, it's just like no one wants to talk and it's just going to be more, more of the waiting game. But yeah, yeah. again, if you're, if you listen to this and you're striking, best of luck to you all. Stay safe. You know, wish you luck. Um, you know, you know, stay strong. And again, hope, wish you all the best. But 
Alrighty, guys. With that being said, let's get in. So I know, I think before we talk about our favorite horror movies and our um, uh, Clone Tyrone, which again is Netflix. Speaking of Netflix, um, without spoilers, I want to I want to talk. I want to hear what uh, both Joel and Mills had to say about um, Oppenheimer because uh, you know, Joel saw it last week um, at a screening in seventy millimeter, and then Moses saw it in seventy millimeter IMAX. Which again, I'm happy that you saw it. I saw it in seventy millimeter IMAX as well. And Nick, I promise I'll take you see it at something more IMAX as well. It's an experience like no other, if you ask me. But yeah, guys, I want to hear what you guys think of what you guys thought about Oppenheimer and your kind of just like thoughts and quick reviews. Um, uh, I'm trying. Uh, okay, uh, I thought it was really good. It is a very long movie, but compared to a lot of other movies, I think they paced this movie so perfectly. You know what I mean? Um, you're you're sitting there for a long time, yes, but like it, it's paced so well that it it just seems seamless, and it works really well. Um, besides that, uh, the movie was really astonishing visual wise and uh, detailed wide with with the characters. You know, every character had uh, in a way a depth to them. You know, uh, an intrigue as well to just sort of, you know, keep your interest. Um, the film was great. The acting was phenomenal. The cinematography was beautiful. And, uh, yeah, um, I, I really did love it. Uh, I I thought everything about it was worked so perfectly. And uh, uh, what's her name? Emily Blunt, right? That's her name? Um Right, Doug. I'm not. He played his wife. Yeah. Yep. She. Right. Oh man, she was. She was so good. She killed that shit. I, I loved her character. She just. Uh, yeah. But everyone did so well. Um. And it was. It was good to see. Uh. Matt Damon in a in a uh, serious movie again. Um. Because he he he's so good. Uh. But overall, I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I think it's a good watch. Um, just prepare yourself to like sit through it, because again, it is a, a long watch, but it's it's not boring whatsoever. Um, it, it will keep you entertained and, and enthralled, and you know, and to see a lot of <laughs> historical science figures. Uh, and the way they, uh, you know, play the uh, war out through, you know, in in a in a in in the way they introduce it, you know, what I mean, the way they talk about it is it it's intriguing, you know, because you've seen so many war movies, but with this, it's different. It's not a war movie. It's um sort of a movie about a time during the war, I, I guess I could say. Um, and so, you know, they, they talk about it, but it's very different um, the way they talk about it. It's not just, it's just, it's not just like on the news. It's, it's, it's surreal to them, uh, to the characters. So it's very interesting. I loved it. I think it was great. I, Give it a nine out of ten. Uh, I think it's worth 
going to movies to definitely go see, especially if you can see an IMAX. Yeah, one one thing before Moses goes real quick, I'm gonna I wanted to I mentioned this last week on my review when Nick and I were review, talking about this last week was that you know what I thought was really good I forgot to mention him last week I was so mad at myself that when, when the episode ended I, was like, oh, I forgot to mention this person Alan Ehrenreich man who plays um, uh, Downey Jr.'s uh, Strauss is his uh, not assistant but like one of his got workers right he played Han Solo in the Solo movie I think he was phenomenal in this movie. I think, like, again, he's a great actor. I think people would just shout on him because of Solo, and I was like, damn shame, because he's a good actor. But I, I really want to shout out Alden Ehrenreich, because I think he was a fantastic addition to this movie. He had a small role with during uh, Downey Jr. scenes. But, man, watching this kid act, I was like, this, kid, this kid's a good actor, and people really gave him so much shit for Solo, and I'm like, it's a shame. But I'm glad he got kind of a little kind of calling it for sure, kind of like a little bit of a rebound with this movie, because, A, good on him for rebounding to this movie, of all, out of all movies, but having his role was very crucial to the movie itself, but also to Downey Jr.'s um, performance and his scene. So I want to give a quick shout out to Alan Ehrenreich. But yeah, Moses, you saw it in 70 millimeter IMAX and I'm so glad you did. But what do you think of the movie and your experience overall seeing this in uh, 70 millimeter IMAX? Nah. Yeah. So overall, man, with this movie, seeing it, you know, on uh, 20, you know, first of all, like that is I, you know, I, uh, I got like, you know, um, I had gotten like tickets, you know, in on Regal, because, you know, we, you know, we have a monthly pass and everything like that uh, for, for Regal. And, um, you know, we're like, we're going to go see you there. And literally like, you know, a couple of moments later and everything, you know, I saw, you know, my friend basically post saying, hey, we're giving out, you know, two. You know, I'm 70 millimeter, you know, you know, tickets to go see, you know, Oppenheim and everything like that. I was like, wait, uh, it was same time to as well. Time. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to reply to this. Literally moments later, they replied back. They were like, uh, yeah, most uh, the ticket, tickets are yours, you know. So we're like, we're definitely going to get in some IMAX instead of like a, you know, regular, regular screen and everything. See it and man it's this movie is you know is 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 super it's super explosive um and everything and uh this is a biopic you know i mean for me that from like my opinion overall I, this is 100% a biopic of, of Eppenheimer you know and his i guess you know legacy when it comes down to creating you know um and everything you know it starts from the beginning to when he was in school and everything like that to to the man that the world knew him by which is you know creating this crazy crazy sort of like um you know um uh, bomb that could you know essentially destroy the world and everything like that so you know it's it's, it's great the whole crowd literally five minutes in they were they were i think i think it was like five minutes in or something like that but they were already clapping because you know in terms of the in terms of you know the anticipation everything like that that they basically all have um, I, it, it was you know it was really really great there was one guy that was like i worked on this movie and we all just clapped you know um <laughs> everything. so yeah it was really 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 cool you know the three people that i think been nominated is you know killian emily and robert 
those are the three nominated i'll get nominated for for the oscars um and um you know if the, if none of them get an award well you know then I, I don't know what to say you know um at least christopher nolan better to get his you know uh director you know uh director oscar and everything like that because blew this out the park you know they one thing one thing that i that i kind of seen found that it's kind of funny and everything like that because of the way that they you know promote it but to promote it as if it's like a blockbuster movie you know um uh you know in, in, in some case you know it, it it is and everything like that but you know overall uh, in, in my opinion it's very much a spectacle drama and everything like that um and it's and it's and it's and it's and it's great you know and it's great um like the character that, that i loved you know the most in this is you know is, is robert robert's character you know um you know lewis uh, uh strauss is is this guy's on fire and everything like that you know um and there, there's a part of me you know that i was like you know what i do not see a tony stark here in this performance mm. at all. i do not see a tony stark That's what I said. That's literally what I said. I was like, I don't feel this. Is, this is an Iron Man. This is this is a different performance from him. This this is a completely different performance and everything, you know. And um and 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 he was great, you know. He was really, um, you know. And the the, the some of the moments were, you know, we were were like slow here and there, but the the care. came to the screen everything like that you know the energy was basically full again and that's matt damien's character you know like right when he came in you have those comedic timing and those comedic moments that you know brought the theater some laughter you know and everything like that and and back to a a very very um you know nice pace and but overall man seeing it on that imax you know screen at the you know chinese theater and everything like that you know, it was it, it was crazy, and they were giving out like um like I was just funny. They're giving out like uh like uh like film rolls for the IMAX film. I got I'm so oh, they, jealous, <laughs> like a little film roll and everything, which is really really cool. Um, I, I have it, you know, hanged up in uh, my room, and um and yeah, man, it was um it was uh you know um as the Martin you know Scorsese would say it, you know, uh, now that now that cinema. So. <laughs> I saw those memes over the weekend too, like both the Barbenheimer thing, and it was just him cinema. <laughs> oh, for real, you know, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. So, um, you know, I had a had, had a great time. You know, I had a, had a great time watching this movie, and also Barbie. You know, I'm not, I know, you know, no Barbie Spurl or anything like that, but that was way too funny. That movie was funny i did not expect that but anyways yeah, yeah barbie that that I, I literally walked into the screening with my mom and zeta last week and i was like play, wait, 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 we put one of the few only dudes there and i was like all right here we go but that, that move it just i think it was funny seeing oppenheimer first and barbie the second day back to back and i'm glad i did i'm glad i did the whole double feature one day it, it, it would have been too much for me i've been like i need i need a break i need to sit down and like just think about life um because they're two very different movies but two both really great movies so i'm glad that I, I, each day i get to, get to appreciate one for what they were 
Um, and man, those movies made so much money this weekend, which is fantastic for the box office because since last week, you know, a few weeks ago too, was that man? It's been it's been it's been a slump of a summer for box office movies. Indie yeah. flopped, Flash flopped, Transformers flopped. Mission did good, but they were saying this is going to make Top Gun money, and I was like, I don't think so. I mean, I I think the movie that came out it, it, it did okay, it did okay, but it wasn't like groundbreaking whatsoever. And so I was like, we need we need a win here. <laughs> win is a win. So, um, <laughs> it, no, so <laughs> you know, because uh, like at the the box office and everything like that, you know, like it's um it's blowing expectation when it comes up to Barbie and you know Oppenheimer and everything like that. Um, I, 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 I knew kind of going in, I was like, Oppenheimer is, is a great film, but when you have a movie like Barbie, you know, like, you know, you're not going to have, you know, 16 year old, you know, like, uh, you know, like 16 year old, um, you know, like, uh, you know, people and everything like that going to see, you know, Oppenheimer, they're going to go see, you know, Barbie, you know, right. female audience that are 16 years old and everything like they're going to go see Barbie majority of you know, people that are a little bit older and everything like that, that are female and male are going to go see, you know, Oppenheimer because we know, you know, we, we, we kind of know sort of like uh, who Christopher Nolan is and the direction that he, uh, that he takes whenever he creates his films. And, um, you know, it's, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to hit a billion, you know, Barbie's going to hit a billion and Oppenheimer, this is my guess, speculation is going to hit around probably. It's going to, it's going to hit like, um, it's gonna hit six hundred. It's not. It's 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 literally gonna have like a very very cool calm wave with the next cu- couple of weeks where people are gonna go watch it. It's not gonna be crazy, but people are always gonna go in and watch this movie. You know, oh for sure. Hammer and six hundred for, uh, sorry, Barbie billion dollars and up and hammer around six hundred. So yeah, you know, I was looking at getting tickets for me and Nick to go see it in IMAX for like just him not go see it on a weekday or whatever a weekend. I can't, I'm looking, dude. It's like sold out for the next few weeks, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah. it's crazy to me. Like, like we're sitting in the front, Nick. By the way, no, I'm kidding. I'm, t- I'm totally kidding. I would, oh, never no. do, I would never make you do that. <laughs> hell no, hell no. Uh-uh, um, but it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's cra- this is like to me it reminds me of like really like like not yeah, Avengers. For the Avengers and Black Panther had the same thing, but like man, I it's it's really cool seeing movies that are sold out because I feel like. Living in an age now where it's like once a movie's out, it's basically the whole theater is playing this one movie. I feel like Avengers had this. I think um, No Way Home had this. Avatar had this too. Where it was like they sold out. They sold out this entire entire theater base. They had like multiple screens that so was never sold out. But these movies are really just really bringing so much like, mass of audiences. Even people that haven't been to the movies probably in a while, even because of COVID, or they were kind of like, oh, "I'm away for this movie, whatever." So I really do feel like the studios should take note of this, this past weekend because wow, like. People showed the fuck out for these movies, both both Oppenheimer and both Barbie, and they both crushed expectations. Both of them did. And what Oppenheimer has going for them too is that they had the IMAX, the IMAX showings. As you'll know, if you're seeing an IMAX or Dolby or Prime, Cine Capri, Cine XL, whatever, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna see a, a higher price and ticket because it's a premium format. And the fact that Oppenheimer has just sold out shows the next few weeks. It's crazy to me because I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And then Barbie too. Barbie had this past weekend just sold out shows everywhere. They, they had it in Dolby as well. I think they're sharing Dolby with Oppenheimer sometimes, whatever. But again, sold out shows. So it's I do miss the days of like when movies came out like this on the same weekend because oh, this is sold out. We can go see this movie. You have an option. I feel like last time we had that was I want to say 2018 when we had 
the same week was Mary Poppins, the first Spider Verse, Aquaman, and Bumblebee all in the same week weekend, and that was crazy. That was crazy. I'm like, wow, you have four. We had four big movies in the same weekend, and I said, wow, that's to me. I missed because like back in the day, it was kind of like that. You saw this movie the same weekend, yeah, great. You huge box office, but to me, I, I mean. Competition, competition. It helps the box office for sure. Like I said, being the episode in the last week's too is that you know we have trained audiences now to like, I'll wait for it on VOD, I'll wait for it on Disney Plus, and it's like no, you're 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 missing out on an experience like no other. Seeing this movie, a seventy millimeter film or a seventy millimeter IMAX, you're, you're being in Barbie too. Barbie seeing it with a crowd enhances the experience for sure. People are laughing, people are clapping, like you said too, Bose. You people, you're people at Oppenheimer were saying, "Are we in the movie?" And again, I kind of miss seeing that when we did, you know, Avengers opening night or Black Panther opening night with you guys in college. It was like that it enhances the the experience 100%. So I'm very curious what's going to happen, you know, moving forward. But like I said before, too, we are now in the summer. And I get it. I to Nick the other day, too. We talked about this the other day. was that Blue Beetle's tracking to, like, a dismal $10 million opening weekend. And that's terrible. That's terrible. Like, 10 to $17 million opening weekend. It's a $120 million budget movie. And find out marketing because they can't market the movie because of, of the strike. So... You have nothing coming out for the next few weeks that are really kind of big movie, except for Ninja Turtles, which I think might do modestly well. Who knows? But you know, it's the, it's these two movies that are really going to be kind of holding their own till end of the summer. With again, with premium formats, word of mouth. You know, yes, up and the three-hour movie, but again, it has so much you can go back and watch. Oh, I missed this part, or oh, that makes sense now, or who's that again? You know, it's a very, it's a drama, a lot of talking, but it's a spectacle of a drama. That you're like, oh, I want to see that again. I want to see that part in IMAX again. I want to see the bomb dropping in IMAX again. So it's, or Barbie too. A lot of jokes in Barbie. Like, oh, that, was, that was a funny joke. I want to see, I want to see that joke again. I want, I want to hear it again with the audience, whatever. So it's the, the the importance of casual audiences going back for a second second or third or fifth or sixth viewing because it kind of it kind of like will help the box office, help these movies out too. And I, I do hope that the studios and the companies are like, oh, wow, look at this. These movies work because A, we trusted our filmmakers, both Greta Gerwig, Chris Nolan, but look, these people showed the fuck out of these movies and made a lot of money. So it could be a sign for, you know, or, you know, uh, heads up to studios that, hey, listen, we trust our filmmakers and trust the, and again, free marketing. Like Barbenheimer was an online Twitter thing. Like that really started off of Twitter and social media. That was, that's I, free marketing right there. <laughs> that's you like. Was, <laughs> you was, no, I was, I was adding to what you were saying, everything like that, that Barbie was literally free marketing. Free marketing. Uh, like that was literally free marketing and there's not any other free marketing that the you know social media uh you know uh groups and everything like that are going to give out and what you're saying about blue beetle too as well which is really really sad i i was rooting for that movie i was in, I, i'm planning on still i'm planning on going seeing it and everything like yeah. that but in time it's like ah uh, you know it's like like only 10 to 20 million opening you know that's uh that that's that's really really, really bad bad you know, the whole promotion thing is, is is also there too as well but you know i was i was really really moving like rooting for that movie and everything like that so but hey we'll see we'll see maybe they maybe we'll, we'll have legs and word of mouth i hope so man I, I said this before last few episodes as well they you know nick knows this more than i do he's the he's the dc export because of movies and stuff you know, the thing, too, is that they, I don't think, again, I get they had announced, like, James Gunn's our new CEO, Peter Safran, that's awesome. But look what happened when you do that. Black Adam flopped, The Flash mm-hmm. flopped, Shazam mm-hmm. flopped. Mm-hmm. You had you had all this stuff flop. Could get, people are like, 
the rebooting, why, why would I care? And again, they said the third round of reshoots for Aquaman 2. If I was James Wan, I'd be like, I'm going back to horror after this. I'm done. Like, I'm done. Like, I, I'm done. So they had so many reshoots for Aquaman for the past three years, basically. And, and now they're, they're going to more reshoots. And it's like, no one, you, t- you literally told people, we have a new, C- new DC studios coming soon. People are like, why would I care? I can watch this movie on HBO Max next month. And it's like, again, look at, look at The Flash. The Flash came off, The Flash left theaters in a flash, no pun, inten- pun intended. <laughs> but now also it went on VOD like super quick, lost a lot of money. And it's like, man, you really should have shut the fuck up. Not, not the fuck up, but like you should have just like hit that on wraps or not say, here's our plan for the next few years. Again, I get Gun had to do that. I really did. But man, you screwed Shazam, uh, Aquaman, Blue Beetle, Black Adam, you know, The Flash. It's just like, man, I get it. What's next is important. I get it. But live in the now because, yeah, like you said too, Moses, that like I was rooting for, the, I rooting for this movie too. I still am, but I'm just hearing like it's going to be an abysmal opening weekend. $10 million opening weekend is really bad. Again, this is like we're, we're now, we are now post COVID for sure. And if a movie opens up $10 million, Best believe, like that's gonna hurt a lot of people's careers. I feel like I feel like people are gonna be like, "Well, we tried." Well, it is what it is. But also, you also release the movie during two strikes that people can't promote or talk about it on late night shows or podcasts or interviews, whatever. No press, so it's it's shitty, man. But we will see what happens. But anyway, guys. So next, so I want to talk about this episode was said movie and reviews. I want to talk about. Horror, because I feel like we have two movies coming out this weekend, horror movies that I have not seen yet. But I'm hearing good things about this 824. Talk to me, her really good. Her haunted mansion's kind of pretty good for the most part. So I was like, you know what? Let's do a horror kind of like talk in this in this episode. So I'm gonna go around the group, and Nick, I'll start with you first, Nick. You're you, you also good. As, you, you made a horror movie yourself, actually. You know, uh, yes, yes. what are in the past ten years? Like we've seen, we've seen a really good, not a resurgence, but like really good horror kind of just like box office kind of like control with like stuff like smile and barbarian and screams and you know halloween's really kind of like took over the box office and so, so like conjuring and insidious too like the box office really are showing out for horror movies with how small mm-hmm. they are like a smile or a barbarian or something huge like an it or it part two or annabelle or, or conjuring these movies are really bringing in a lot of box office so as a horror filmmaker yourself and a horror film critic and film fan in the past 10 years, what have been some of your five favorite horror movies that you can think of that, like, wow, this stuck with you, like, wow, like, this is, again, Get Out, Us, nope, like, stuff that kind of just, like, really stuck with you, I think Skin Ring that you told me about as well, so what have you, yep, you kind of yep. been watching the past 10 years, like, of, like, your five favorite horror movies? Well, uh, you just mentioned it, uh, Skin Marink is definitely my number one, um, there's there's honestly no horror movie like it bro like i loved it it was just it was it was just so different from every every other um a horror movie i'd seen so i i liked how it kind of looked like it was from an actual like like human perspective and how just grainy it looked and how kind of basically how ambiguous it is man i just i loved it i loved all of that um let's see my next one is smile for sure because i went into it it looked fine and I went into it, I, I thought it was going to be kind of entertaining, but still kind of basic, but it really wasn't. Um, they they kind of took it there for me in terms of scares. Like They didn't hold back, and I, I'm not going to ruin the ending, but I did really like how they did the ending, because I feel like a lot of horror movies, they 
tend not to like fully commit to it and this movie i feel like definitely committed to it they just basically went all out and i loved it see number three number three i'm gonna say hereditary that was one of the movies that kind of like turned me on to a24 was like that and the witch but hereditary i like because it was the first horror movie i'd seen where it was like this wasn't just a bunch of jump scares this was there was like an actual story here like the story was just about like the family and grief and you know like certain hereditary traits that might be passed down so that's but it was kind of like disguised as a horror movie that's that's how i look at it and um because even like if you take all the horror stuff out it's a good just family drama you know so let's see hmm my fourth favorite i'm gonna say is midsummer Mm. it was like a daytime horror movie i hadn't seen too too many like it and it was just terrifying like to me the thought of being in a group of people and they're all kind of just doing stuff that you're not really used to like that and it's like you know like they're killing people and doing all of this and all of that but to them like it's just normal so the concept of that is like it's kind of fascinating to me i'm in this situation but i can't i'm the only one that thinks it's a little weird you know that to me is just kind of terrifying and then for number five, for number five, I think I'm gonna say The Witch, another A24 movie. Robert Eggers, nice. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? No, The Lighthouse. I'm gonna say Ooh, The Lighthouse instead of The Witch. Good, that, was okay. a good one. that was a really that's a good movie. one. Because that's that's another movie where it's like you you could interpret it just so many ways, and the acting is incredible. This movie kind of help me get into the mindset of like you know maybe robert pattinson can play batman you know so i was uh, it was good man and willem dafoe is a just oh he's the best he's one of the coolest to me but uh but yeah that's my list that's my top five right there i still laugh at uh why'd you spill your beans yeah (laughs) corrects me up dude whenever i see that man it makes me laugh so much i'm like this movie's bizarre but bizarre in the best way possible Mm -hmm. um good choices man yeah i remember like (laughs) I think I watched Hereditary. I like Midsummer. I, I gotta watch Hereditary. I think you told me a lot about it. I know Z likes Blood too, so I gotta watch her. Yeah, I mean, I'm still kind of scarred from uh, Bo's Afraid a few months ago. And the other day, oh. I, I brought up the Zeta, and she goes, don't mention that movie, please. And I was like, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> she still hasn't really experienced that movie. But uh, oh, man, damn. I can't wait for your reaction. I cannot wait for your reaction. The movie is something that I can't even describe in any good or bad terms. Um, all right, so I know Joe, you're up, and now Joe's not the for fair warning, Joe's not the biggest horror fan, which I res- we respect, respect, not for everybody, but I think you can appreciate good movies, even if it's a horror movie. So, if you're on five, give me at least three horror movies the past 10 years that uh, you did enjoy. I, 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 I searched some movies, and so okay. I, I, I have a five list. Um, there we go. in order. Okay. I don't know no. if everyone will agree with these, but that's fine. Um, let's start. Uh, this is going to count as one, but the uh, old and new It movies, uh, even though I hate clowns, it has always drawn me in, especially the old one. Um, for some reason, it just drew me in to watch in complete, total terror as I hug a pillow and hide behind it like a little bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, so there's that. There's the movie. I feel like a lot of people either didn't have an interest in it or 
didn't really like it, but I I went to go see it and I thought it was interesting. Was ready or not? I'm gonna watch um, that. It's 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 an interesting movie. It, it's something you would not expect. It, it it's um for for it, it does have its jumps. Uh, but for for me, uh, it was a good watch. I think it was just a creative movie overall. Um, so I think it's worth the watch to like check it out. Um, I you know I don't expect everyone to love it, but I do think people will find it intriguing. Um, there was that. Um, what else? Um, fuck, I forgot one of mine. Um, give me one sec. Uh, it's was sorry there was a bigfoot movie i wanted to recommend that i saw years ago but i can't remember what it was um it uh give me one sec because i want to keep a specific one for last uh fuck wasn't that one. Sorry, I'm taking so long. No, you chilling, bro. Today, Junior. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Today, Junior. <laughs> if, you know, if you know Billy Madison. If you know, you know. If you know, you know, right? If you know, you know, yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. I had it, too. I had the whole list. And I feel like I'm missing two in my head. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna just skip this one, uh, and then I'm gonna say the OG Lost Boys because that is considered a horror. Uh, I've been a big fan of Lost Boys for so many years. I truly do love it, and when I searched it up, uh, it counted as horror so i was like fuck it yeah why not it does have its scare factors uh and it's just overall such a great movie uh i love it so much uh yeah the og one not the newer one the newer one's there um the next one i'm going to recommend i forgot what the the one i, I was looking for but i found a a pretty good one it's a really good movie. Has a one percent on rain, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, it's a it's either I think it's a Korean movie, or is it? Yeah, I think it's a Korean movie it's called "I Saw the Devil." It's hmm. really good. Uh, I, have you guys seen it, Nick? Have you seen I've it? I've seen it. I've seen yeah, it. Thought... Yeah, it's it's really good movie. I love it. Uh, it, it drew me in. Very intriguing. Um concept the asian culture uh their films are are always creative in a different way from you know us so i i do love asian movies so much you guys probably already know this uh listeners and our viewers because i talk about them a lot and then uh this one is gonna be my number one it's gonna be seven with uh you know, Brad Pitt and uh, Morgan Freeman. Interesting, interesting. That one, I don't like horror, but that one scared the living shit out of me just because of how 
psychologically fucked it is, you know? Um, it's about two two detectives teaming up to, you know, solve a, a serial killer murder of uh, um, that guy's trying to do uh who who uh, of a guy of a serial killer who's targeting people uh who he thinks represents uh the seven deadly sins that's my number one good one what's in the box that's a good one that's a good movie right there what's in the box i'm looking forward uh if it's still coming out this year maybe push back to the strike david fincher who did who did seven who did movies like uh social network fight club um, the list goes on and on about this guy. He's making a movie called The Killer with mm. Michael Fassbender. And mm. I'm hearing out of like test screenings and review, early reviews that this movie's fucking brutal, but it's fucking awesome. I said, yes. Find me up. Yes. Because I feel like Fincher needs a hit. It's been a while. I mean, I love, I love Gone Girl, but like it's been, he hasn't had a hit and I get nothing in a minute. So I was like, ooh, I was like, you know what? Fincher, Michael Fassbender, horror, m- serial killer. I'm there. We're there. Day one, we're there. Sign us up. Um, mm-hmm. I like that. Moses, my friend, you're up next. Five favorite horror movies. Five favorite horror movies. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, same, same as everything like that. I really like, you know, the best on films and everything, but I can give you you too, you know. Is that cool? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you know how much we, you know, my, uh, you know how much I love Get Out. So that's definitely you know, number one. I want to go see it. With, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, so much, so much funny reactions about that showing. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so so that's definitely you know number one and number two. Number two is Get Out. <laughs> oh my god. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Two <laughs> yeah. uh, is um is 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 uh I, I would say is um uh uh Prometheus. Hmm, that's a, that's a good one. Interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. A good one. Yeah, it's I know it's a sci-fi, but it's definitely a sci-fi horror. Yeah, Prometheus oh, for is, sure, for like, sure, for it, sure. It's, yeah, it's a hundred percent. You know. Um, my uh, my one of my favorite like sci-fi like movies. I I go back and I watch scenes, you know, uh, you know, uh, from that movie and everything like that. And uh, man, it's great, it's great. I love that movie. Um, and uh, those are only two, you know, um, uh, that that you know that definitely that definitely like that definitely like level raw that I go and watch, you know, uh, over and over again for sure. And if you haven't seen Prometheus, definitely go check it out. It's 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 um it's a it's it's a it's it's a I don't know. It's it's basically a a a a a, a very 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 crazy thriller that you know that takes you on a very suspenseful you know ride and everything. And um and it's it's great, great. Those are my two. Should we say what it's a prequel to? Should we let that people decide for themselves? I mean, it's been ten years, but should we keep that on the wraps? No, I mean you can, you can. Um, you know, I mean it's it's a prequel from you know Aliens and everything like that yeah. from Ridley, yeah. Ridley Scott and everything. I mean Ridley Scott also directed Prometheus too as well. So um, you know, I I, I unfortunately don't hate me, please. I never seen like 
first Aliens, but you know, I saw you the trailer. <laughs> Moses, you gotta see it, man. You, you, you I'm can't judging keep doing you, filmmaker. I'm yeah, judging you real oh, hard right now. Provoke your membership card, my brother. You gotta see I'm it. About man. to kick you, you off of this podcast. No, oh, this is too much, man. I can't handle this in my older age. No, no, but nah. I mean, yeah. I mean, overall, man. For me, this is it's, um, it's a great movie. You, you, you I saw the trailer like that it's it's intense it's intense man um and uh yeah those two my favorite one get out and uh prometheus there's a there's a rumor i heard not a rumor but i was my one of my favorite podcast is double toasted podcast of these guys out of austin and i wasn't coming at old like reviews from like years ago or whatever and they're reviewing alien covenant and what i heard from them they, what they kind of said as fact was that prometheus was supposed to be its own thing like its own movie like not tied to anything and this is when Fox was still Fox before Disney bought this like 10, 10, 11, 10 years ago. And, Fo- and then uh, Fox goes, yeah, where are we putting the alien? And Blue Scott mm-hmm. goes, what? He goes, yeah, alien. Where, where are we putting it? And goes, this is an alien movie. He goes, yeah, we're putting the alien here. We, we, we want to have bigger plans for this. So I think what I've kind of understood is that it was supposed to be an alien prequel. But since Fox owned it, they go, we're making an alien prequel. <laughs> But it, it it definitely works as a movie without without being an alien prequel is really cool because it's definitely really a good sci-fi horror you know very kind of good like Odyssey movie and great performances by everyone in that movie. Um, so I uh, it's it's interesting to see that movie kind of how it progressed into like the world of Alien and Alien Covenant. So it's okay movie. It's it's fine. It's like special, but um, it's it's cool to see those kind of play back to back with each other. Um, but yeah, I Get Out, man, I love Get Out so much. Um, so for mine, I, I I stuck with the past ten years. More reason I, I can go on and on about horror movies from like all over like past hundred years almost. But I stuck with I, I did the past ten years of horror movies. So I'm gonna go with movie, this one out of order as well. Is Barbarian? Barbarian to me was a movie that had genius marketing, but kind of just really covered by Disney because it was it was it was a Fox movie. They were releasing under Disney banner. It is what it is. But I remember seeing the teaser for this movie before another movie. I mean a year ago, I knew nothing about it. I saw this huge poster for it uh, on on a theater, and I was like, "What is that?" And knowing about it, saw the trailer for it, the quick teaser for it, and it was basically just her going up to the Airbnb, see Bill Skarsgård, and he goes, "What? Well, Airbnb's overbooked. You can stay with me." And it's all red flags. Just like, no, 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 no. Like, don't go in this house with this man. Like, it's it's Pennywise, Pennywise, Pennywise. Um, <laughs> and it's just a whole all red flags. But the trailer literally showed nothing, and I was like. Bravo, yes, yes, this is good marketing. You're not, show, you're not showing anything. All it was this weird situation, and all you hear is this girl say, Help me! Barbarian. I was like, Oh, I said, From the producer of The Grudge and It, I said, I'm there. And that's all I saw. I was like, I don't want to see any more trailers. I don't want to see any more marketing. I'm sold. Saw the posters, saw the tra- quick three second trailer. I said, I'm in. It means I just saw it opening night, and we both loved it. We're like, This movie's awesome. It's really twists and turns. It's cool to see this guy who made Zach Craig who made this movie had a budget of nothing basically. He had the first financier passed away. They had to find someone else to finance the movie. New uh, Regency and Disney and Disney and Fox bought it. The whole quick turnaround. It's a great movie. Georgina Campbell is phenomenal in that movie. Um, if you don't think about this movie, I don't want to spoil anything for you because it's really go in blind as you can. Because the more, you, the less you know, the better it is. That's how, that's how it was for me. This movie was phenomenal. It was my top ten of last year. I love Barbarian. 
Number two for me is Overlord. Shame on you, Joel. Um, Overlord to me is um, a movie that I was so hyped for. I was like, I can't wait for this. This is like DJ Abrams top of his game before he kind of fell off. He was producing this movie. It was original. It's a war movie with like a twist to it. Again, the marketing didn't show too much. I talked about it. Had a crazy kind of just like like flash cut here and there. A rock, a heavy rock song playing around. You're like, it was chaos. I said, "Ooh, I like this." It said, "Rated R." I said, "I'm in." Overlord to me is a fantastic genre genre mixer of war and horror. It's basically set in World War II. These group of American soldiers uh, are shot down. I think they're in Germany, and no, they are in Germany, and they are trying to like survive basically. And they're but they're hiding in this kind of like uh, German Nazi uh, like uh, bunker. And there's some weird things going on that they're experimenting on on people and soldiers and lab stuff. Again, it's original. The less you know, you better better. But this movie is gnarly. There's some really brutal like horror stuff. You're just like, oh my god! And the CGI, the practical effects are amazing in this. It's truly a movie that came out and literally no one saw. Me and Joel saw it when he visited us a few years ago for my 21st birthday. We think like 2 p.m. afternoon. There was no one there in the theater. And I was like, yeah, you know what? This is sad. The movie came out tanked. No one saw it. It was a great, a great year, month, few months of like original movies that no one saw, unfortunately. And Overlord's a really good movie that came out. No one saw it, but it is awesome because it's a great combo of horror and war, horror and war. Great performances. It was all of them were mostly unknown actors, but I dug about it. See Overlord. It's phenomenal. Original, original as hell, but just a great movie. Great war, great horror movie. Three for me is Get Out. You too, Moses. I remember seeing this the opening weekend, man. Like it was a packed house. We were like, we were hearing good things about it. It was like opening weekend, it had like 100 percent Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's Jordan Peele that we all love. Like his first movie he ever make as a filmmaker. What's gonna happen? We knew nothing about the twist or whatever. I remember being in that theater with you, Moses. We were kind of like, oh, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? We were kind of on the edge of our seat, like, what's gonna happen next? And we were so like giddy and anxious, like, what's gonna happen? Like, oh my god, this is gonna be crazy. Um, but man, this, this movie really is like something really special. Um, it was his kind of like, first I'm not, he was doing comedy, but it wasn't full on comedy. It wasn't key and peel. It was doing, he's doing horror. He's doing thriller. He's doing, um, uh, social commentary and he made, you know, Kalua a star. I feel like he became a star because like that, his whole performance is phenomenal. Little Rel is hilarious in it. Bradley Whitford's in it. Uh, everyone in that movie is fin- Catherine Kinnear's in the movie. Like Keith Sandals is great in that movie. A movie literally for a three point five million dollar budget movie. It made so much money. Won best screenplay of the Oscars. Yeah. It really to me is it, to me is a perfect movie, but also is a really perfect horror movie because you can watch it over and over again and pick up on smaller stuff. Like ah, this like, ah, I see what they did here. Like it truly to me, like for his first time directing a movie, it's phenomenal what he's able to do with get a small budget, but it's a great, it was just a great script, great dialogue, great characters. And again, but being in that theater with you, Moses, we were like getting so giddy. We were just like, what's going to happen next? We were like so like on edge of our seats. Like we were so like just like just enthralled, but we were so just like amazed by this movie. We were just like, this is crazy. And people were laughing. People were scared. People were cheering. People were clapping. I remember at the end of the movie, too, the movie ended. The guy ran up next to me and Moses, like up the, up the alley. And then he goes, don't date white girls. And ran out of the theater. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> but Maybe yeah, we were just cracking up laughing. Yeah. 
that was a good experience I had with you, man. It was just like opening. It was like it was like oh, like 10 p.m. at night too. It was late. It was creepy. We were like, what's gonna happen? But the theater was just packed full of people. Like, just the audience was just so into it too. We were into it too, having a good time. So, I, I, I all the movie really dear to my heart because how perfect it is. But also just like it's a really great movie that uh, that a, a comedian that we both that we all admire, Key and Peele, became made this horror masterpiece that is being like huge culture moment huge phenomenal you know m- moment in pop culture and movie c- cinema history and you know i think he's also three kind of like with his movie her movies she, he's three for three with nope us and get out he's three for three i can't wait for his next movie next christmas because i feel like he's gonna just be another four for four but it's a very special movie um number four i have the first it I remember seeing this with you, Nick, in college. We were like hyped for this movie. We were like hearing good things about it. You talking about horror, talking about you know like Pennywise, thinking the Stephen King. Because I think we just came, we just came off of the really bad Dark Tower live action movie. That movie was ass. Yeah, that one was, was kind of rough. That one was kind of fucking rough. <laughs> I remember you saw it first. You texted me. You go, Nah, dog. That, that was don't see this movie. And I was like, Are you sure? He goes, Don't see it. And I was like, I'm gonna see it on a matinee, or whatever. And I texted you. He was like, You're right. And you go, You're like, You're like, tis, tis, tis. You're like, I told you, bro. And I was like, Yeah, you were right. That movie was garbage. And I love my Idris Elba. And I love Matthew McConaughey. That movie was ass. That movie was straight ass. And I was like, Oh man. And you and I were kind of like, oh, it's coming out next month. Please be good. We were kind of skeptical about it. But again, kind of how Get Out was. I'm risking this with you and Nick in college. And it was just the vibe of that movie. People were, the theater was packed. Everyone was into it. People were clapping. People were cheering. It was just like, whoa, what's going on? It, like, it was like a moment for horror in 2017 with Get Out and then It. Um, and it was just like, whoa. I just, again, I was also kind of, I was coming more to horror movies around college, you know, meeting with you, Nick, meeting with you, Moses, like meeting people at ACO Film School. I was getting to more horror, liking more horror movies too. And I was like, okay, this, like I, I was kind of scared too. I'm not not afraid of clowns, but I was like, this looks really creepy. Or it's like a really kind of gory movie. I just remember just being just mesmerized by this movie too. Like this movie's awesome. I think Skarsgård's a perfect uh, Pennywise. All the kids were casted very well. Andy Machete did a great job capturing the really kind of essence of it. The town of Derry, the scares, the laughter, the kind of uh, innocence of uh, adolescence. It's really, to me, a remarkable uh, adaptation. I feel like it's one of the best adaptations ever of, Steve, of a Stephen King uh, book, but it's a great uh, um, Stephen King live-action adaptation ever. So to me, it was really impressive how he pulled it off. I like It Part 2 a lot, don't get me wrong. I remember seeing that with you you and Joel a few years ago. Had a lot of fun with it, but first one, looked to me, was a very special kind of like, oh, this is what, this is what movies can be like when you, when, you, when you trust the filmmaker and you trust like, like the vision of like, I have love for this for this uh, book, and it was just really remarkable how they pulled that off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, fifth one to me, I was going back and forth a lot. I'm gonna go with 2018 Halloween. Same mm-hmm. thing. It was I was getting to, more into horror movies. You know, watching things that you, that you recommended to me, Nick. Seeing things that my friends were liking. Seeing people like watching more horror movies on my own. And I was like, ooh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge Michael Myers fan, or a huge Halloween fan, but I'm like, uh, Dan McBride is writing this, so I, I love Dan McBride so much. And his partner, David Gordon Green, was writing this together. They were directing, he was directing it. I was like, huh, I'm seeing more comedians become horror directors. Like, it was a year of Quiet Place. Um, yeah, come on, come on, Joel. Quiet Place wasn't your top five. Um, and um, the, the Halloween, I was like, ooh, you got, you got two, uh, comedic, two comedic writer, director, writer uh, uh, comedians, writer, directors to do a Halloween movie. I'm like, interesting. But it's Blumhouse. Blumhouse did Get Out. And I was like, okay, I can get out with Blumhouse right now. 
And when the teaser came out, I said, you know, I'm not a Halloween person. I've seen, I've seen Halloween movies before. I'm going to watch this. And I remember watching the first OG Halloween a week before it came out. I was like, okay, I'm into this. I'm into this. And I was hearing that, like, this new one was going to be like, a, a complete reboot, a red reboot, but, like, a uh, sequel to the first one. It was going to know all the kind of crappy Busta Rhymes, really kind of bad Paul Rudd um, sequels, whatever. That are, apparently, that are, are, are just terrible, if you ask me. I, I, no, I watched Busta Rhymes one where he goes, trick or treat, motherfucker. And was I was it? like, I'm out. I was like, I'm was out. It? I was like, yep, I'm out. I was like, I'm done. I said, was, it Tower, like, was Tower Banks in that movie too? She or was. was bro, you're right. Oh damn. my god, Jesus, dude. And I didn't want. I didn't like the thousands, bro. Oh, oh god, god, dude. Nah. I was like, you know what? I've only seen the first one, Busta Rhymes, Tyra Banks one, and I tried watching the Rob Zombie first one, and I was like, ah, it's not for me. I was like, it just. I- the the Rob Zombie one that was the first one that I'd seen and um, really I, yeah I hadn't seen any of the other previous movies and I was I was kind of fucking with it because I was like I, I like the more realistic approach he had to it like going into um, the psychology of why is Michael basically just like turning evil and like why did he kind of turn out like okay. this because I think in the in the first movie he just kind of did it out of the blue. Yeah, but don't don't quote me on that because I haven't seen it. But the Rob the Rob Zombie one, like they kind of spent some time with it. Like he grew up in like a shitty home life, and he was like being bullied and and da 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 da. And you know, it's kind of like one of those uh, one thing led to another type things, and then yeah, and then he became like Michael Myers, and I was like, I'm kind of fuck with that. And also the the guy that played the the grown up Michael Myers, that was if I remember correctly, that was Sabretooth from the first X Men movie. Oh really? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like damn, fuck. that's dope. Yeah, this dude was like eight foot five, bro. But, yeah, uh, but you're right, yeah. T- Tyler Maine. You look at you, look at you, Nick, with the trivia. Is that him? That's me. Yes, that's sir. Me. Look at the trivia. That's um, me, my boy. That's what I do. <laughs> um, yeah, I I really really loved the 2018 uh, sequel so much because it was kind of like a fresh start for the franchise. Mm-hmm. Having seen the first one a week before, I was like. Ooh, I'm into it. They had John Carpenter uh, producing it. Like, I got his love for it. I was like, okay, good. I was hearing good things about it. I had a great response at the Toronto Film Festival 2018. I was like, okay, I, I want to see this movie. And I was seeing it with some friends in college. And I was like, man, I love this movie. It was because it was a great pace, one. But it felt like, okay, we love Halloween. We don't want to, like, fuck it up. We don't want to, like, take it too much away from it. And it was just really a great pace. It had John Carpenter doing the score, too, which was very smart on them. But I was very impressed with David Gordon Green, Damon McBride. I'm like, wow, I, I love Righteous Gemstones. I love Vice Principles. I love Right Beastbound and Down, Pineapple Express, all the movies they did done together. And I was like, I really like seeing these turn of events for comedians becoming hard filmmakers, whether it's Jordan Peele, uh, John Krasinski, and then Damon McBride and David Gordon Green. And I was like, you know what? Good on these guys. They, they're fans of Halloween, obviously. They were trusted to do it. Again, also, again, they had, a, they had a small budget, too. They weren't given a huge, you know, Eight figure, whatever, you know, huge, 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 huge budget for a movie. It was like, I think it was like five, I think it was five mil was the budget for the movie, and it made like eighty mil opening weekend. It was a huge weekend, and I was like, wow. I just remember just being like, yo, I'm so into this. Jamie Lee Curtis, who I love, she was back as Laurie, Laurie Strode, and I was like, yes, I'm into this. The new additions were great, but it truly felt like a love letter to Halloween, but being its own movie updated, and it was brutal, and it was brutal, and it was gnarly. I was like, damn, they're getting away with this. There's some scenes I was like. God damn. But I was just so amazed. So I enjoyed, I felt like seeing like a really kind of like horror classic, but modernized for like the modern audience. And so, so, was so into it. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, tr- I truly, truly, truly love the 2018 Halloween so much. And I kind of wish the last two were as good. I still like them for what they were. They're not great movies, don't get me wrong. But I think I, I, I kind of like them more than other people did. But the, the one they just did, the, the, the one 2018 one was very special because it was like kind of a very kind of like love letter, but making something special in its own way. And mm-hmm. I was the best the other day me, me and me and Joel did. But I'm looking forward to the, for, for, the, for their Exorcist movie because I feel like because they're again yeah, they're doing it again. He's writing it with Danny McBride. They're doing it, or doing it again with Blumhouse. And people people are like, man, fuck them. They ruined Halloween for me. And I'm like, people really hated the last two Halloween movies. I get it. I, I understand your frustration, but I still enjoy them for what they were personally. But I think these guys are going to do something special with the Exorcist movie. Again, I do think if you watch Gemstones, you watch Vice Principles, you watch the first Halloween movie, these guys want to make really good character movies. Also, come from some kind of new, new and unique to the and fresh to the franchise. So, I I have faith in their Exorcist movie. But, um, yeah, guys, that's our favorite horror, horror movies. Um, comment down whether it's on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Your favorite horror movies. We want to hear from that. Um, but anyway, guys, so we're wrapping up on that. But Joel, as always, my friend, I want you take us take us home. How do we end the show every week? I thought we were just gonna do the five horror movie things since we we listed five each. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. I'm gonna rec- I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do one TV show recommendation. That that's cool. But go ahead. Yeah, sure. Uh, we uh, this week, why don't we just do? Uh, do it. Let's just do one pick, either a movie or uh, we usually. Okay, so for the new people uh, in the in the show, we usually end our our podcast with uh what we call one-on-ones uh it's uh where we each do one movie and one tv show that we've seen recently or we feel that is underrated or just not appreciated enough and we hope that you would put on you know your movies list and um you know eventually watch it whether it's today tomorrow or years down the line um you know as long as you're uh, play on your movie list. We'll be happy. Uh, but this week, uh, why don't we just do one single like movie or show that you guys feel uh, should get you know put on the list? Perfect. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nick, you want to press my friend? You know what? I don't mind if I do. Floor is yours. Audience, have you ever wanted to see a Will Smith movie where he was a superhero starring alongside? Charlize Theron and Jason Bateman, well, you've come to the right place because I'm going to recommend a little old movie to you called Hancock. This movie has everything. It's got Will Smith. It's got Will Smith being a superhero. It's got comedy. It's got a little bit of that superhero genre in it. You feel me? It's a solid 8 out of 10 movie, and I would definitely recommend it. I want you to say that every time, every podcast. That was, a, that was beautiful. That honestly, like, I want you to narrate my entire life from now on, Nick. Seriously, like, I want you to narrate everything, like, my daily activities. That was a really good, like, in a world voice. So I, I, I'm just amazed. I, fuck the Allstate guy, man. I want, I want your voice down the Allstate commercials. <laughs> say less, King. I got you. I got you. Say less. Say less. Moses. Um, I mean, I cannot do what you know. I cannot really do what Nick did and everything like that. But oh no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know, just throw me out. But uh, no, I, I would say you know my recommendation is um, is uh, you know they clone Tyrone yeah. and everything. Um, 
And um, yeah, if you if you have a chance to you know go check it out, I, I think it's a great movie um, and everything. It's um, it's you know it's uh, uh, you know um, uh, Jamie Fox, you know is he's in it and everything like that. And you got you know um, you got John Boyega, you know, and uh, you got you know Tana uh, Paris and everything like that. Uh, all three of them are great. It's funny. It's super funny. Um, and some really, really great moments. And, you know, um, and uh, it's, 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 yeah, it just takes you on a, you know, on, 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 on a great, you know, sort of like a comedic ride that you sort of like, a, you know, enjoy. And, um, and um, yeah, yeah, that's a, it's, it's a great one. Uh, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very much a, um, a four and a half out of five for me. Nice. Joe, my friend, you're up. Okay, I'm going to recommend uh, an old classic, childhood favorite movie, um, because there was a recent um, concept trailer for it. Uh, It's called Small Soldiers. I feel like all of us have seen it, right? We all have. 25th anniversary, I think, last month, I want to say. You guys saw it, right, Moses? Nick? You yep. know, what? Uh, oh yeah, small soldiers. I saw the I saw the 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 video you sent in the group chat, but nah, nothing. Oh, other. okay, I got gotcha. you. So let me explain this. So, Small Soldiers, a movie back in that was made and released in 1998, mm-hmm. is about um a kid who uh whose favorite TV show was about, um, you know, obviously small soldiers like uh, Joe. or soldiers, not oh, <laughs> something like, yeah, G.I. Joe. He's but this one, Lee Jones, right? Is it that one? Yeah. Yep. Huh? Oh, yep. no. Yeah. yeah. I seen that. I seen that. My bad. I thought that was yep. toy. Yeah. That's my bad. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, I haven't seen that movie, movie since uh, 2002. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so small soldiers is basically a kid's favorite show. They make action figures of it. It's like GI Joe, but it's soldiers versus mythical creatures, I guess you could say. And yeah. so the kid gets the toys, uh, and, um, it comes to life. He starts talking to him and he talks about the war. So these, uh, uh, and not only does he come to life, but the other, uh, toys like him do come to life. And so do the soldiers. Um, he had a mythical creature one and, uh, and to them, the war between the two is real. So the, the soldier, uh, the small soldier toys, they all start getting ready to attack them causing terror throughout the whole neighborhood just to try to kill them. And yeah, it's an interesting movie. It's one of my favorite childhood movies. I love it still to this day. And there is a concept trailer for a new Small Soldiers movie out on YouTube from their official YouTube channel, Small Soldiers, obviously. So check that out. And do please put this movie on your movie list. Uh, now your turn, Duck. Yeah, man. 25th anniversary came out. I think somebody 25th anniversary last, maybe two weeks ago, I want to say. It's a, yeah, it's, I, I love that movie. Growing up as a kid, Elio, this movie's my shit. Um, very underrated. Um, I was going back and forth with a lot of stuff, too. Um, I almost did Declan Ty- Tyrone, too, but I want to do something differently. I'm going to, 
I'm going to recommend a movie called Accepted with Jonah Hill and Justin Long, mm. uh, Columbus Short, uh, uh, Louis Black, a bun- Blake Lively, a bunch of actors. It's very mid-2000s for sure. It's like universal mid-2000s. Um, I love this movie so much. It, to me, holds up very well, if you ask me. Um, and it's about um, Justin Long plays this guy. You know, he's a senior in high school. He's very cool. He's a very cool dude. You know, he like he plays a slacker and he gets denied from almost every college in America, which is kind of hard to believe. You must be really that stupid or that dumb. Um, even Damn. community college didn't want him, which is kind of hard to believe. Um, he kind of threw his life away. And so his parents are kind of just like, you, you fucked up. You know, you're going to be laying at home now. You're, you're done. Like you're, you're, you're a screw up basically. And he goes, I can't, I can't just put my parents. And um, literally he says, you know what? Because he, he he's make fi- he makes fake IDs for his school. He's like you can't kind of a, a bit of a hustler in school. He makes fake IDs, fake fake passports, whatever. Um, I'm gonna make a fake uh, college photo. Hey, I got to college. You know, look at me, great, whatever. And it fools his parents or whatever, and then he go and then they go. Uh, can't 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 wait to bring you the first day of orientation. And he goes, oh shit. And so he basically <laughs> him and his friends who couldn't get to college or just got done from every college ever. So you know what? What's this? Make our own fake school, basically. So they kind of like, they rent out this, this abandoned like mental uh, facility, mental health facility, uh, like mental asylum, and they basically kind of redo into a whole college. And it was, it, it was a secret only for them, only for him, him and his f- three friends, whatever. No one can know about it. But they made the website um, uh, kind of like everyone accepted. So basically, so many people got accepted this fake college. And now they're basically running this fake college, but the only people that know about the fake colleges is Justin Long and his three friends. They kind of like run their own college, but it's not a real college. And it's very fascinating. It's really it's hilarious. But it's a very kind of like, wow, far-fetched, but it kind of makes sense more the more you watch it. And there's some really funny moments in this movie. Um, young Jonah Hill. Uh, I think you've probably seen this meme or TikTok about it a lot where he's in this big hot dog. He's being hazed by his fraternity. Um, and he's in, this, he's in this hot dog costume and he goes... Ask me about my wiener. Ask me about my wiener. <laughs> I, I, was, I was at an antique shop a few weeks ago. And I texted this to Joel. Someone made a shirt of this. It's a really funny shirt. I was like, wow, I'm so glad people know this movie because it makes me so happy. But to really kind of feel good, again, hour and a half, super short hour and a half comedy. But it's a very far-fetched situation, but it's really funny. A lot of laughs. Um, I love this movie. It's on Netflix. Uh, yeah, 2006 called Accepted with Justin Long, Jonah Hill, and Blake Lively. It's a really funny movie that I highly recommend. It makes me laugh whenever I see it. It's kind of like a very hidden, kind of forgotten gem. So that's my recommendation of the week. Well, I fucks with it. Yeah, it's always a good movie. I love that movie. We, so, we still quote this day. Ask uh, me about my uh, wiener. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, this is the section that everyone gets to plug themselves so go ahead and you know do your thing whoever wants to start yeah i mean i can uh, i can go ahead um uh you can find me on instagram um uh that's probably the only like a uh, you know platform that i that i use um uh and everything and uh i'm also Low key, very low, low key on on threads. So if you want to find me there, it's all 
It's the same username as Mensa, which is Moses Lawi underscore, and that's uh, that's it. Um, right. you guys can find me, Nicholas Johnson, at uh, on YouTube at Donning Vision, capital D, capital V, and the same for Instagram. It's the same. It's just Donning Vision. It's all lowercase, no spaces. Uh, got a YouTube, Instagram, and you can find me anywhere that they got the podcasts. I'll go, all right. Doug. Uh, you get a little bit. You can find the show on Instagram, TikTok, um, at Midway Avenue Productions, as well as our YouTube page. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'll probably be on Threads maybe soon enough. Uh, peer pressure. Um, uh, Twitter is Capri underscore Sun S O N. I'm, put, I'm posting a lot more kind of like quick reactions to movies on or shows I've been watching, stuff like that. Post a lot of movie memes too. And my personal Instagram is at the Young Jones, all one on Instagram. Um, yeah, guys, follow me there. DM me about movie stuff, t- things about the, about the podcast. And like I said, if you're going to see us at the screening in a few weeks for Strays on the 9th, uh, see how to me and Nick that will we'll be there with the critics. So, hey, guys, we'll see you next time. But, Joe, go ahead, my friend. All right. And you guys can follow, find me at the OG Cuban Rican on Instagram, TikTok, Kick, and Twitch. Uh, I haven't posted on TikTok or instagram yet but eventually i will i promise um yeah all right uh so please follow us uh on all our podcasts social medias and you know where you listen to uh us at um so and we just want to thank you guys for coming with us on this auditory journey through our opinions thoughts um you know, and concerns and just overall appreciation for, you know, movies and shows and everything entertainment wise. Um, you know, uh, you guys make this so much fun and very, very possible. Um, yeah, so me and all of my co-hosts are very thankful for you guys. Uh, we love y'all. Stay safe. Have a good morning, day, night, and overall life hopefully um and yeah just have a good one love y'all bye